your girl Rebecca and Lily and you're listening to just, just ghouly things, things. hey boo things and welcome back to just ghouly things the quarantine spooky story special episode 46 and we are your bootyful hosts Rebecca and Lily Hey. You sounded so excited. <laughs> you sounded like you were having the time of your life. Oh, hey. did you get to enjoy the weather yesterday? I wanted to do it a little lower because I'm always, I wanted to do it a little lower because I'm always like, hey. So I thought I'd like lower it to be a little more chill, you know, like, hey. Okay. 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 That I, li- I like the change up, you know, we got to spice it up a little bit, especially after 46 episodes of quarantine. Um, exactly. But yeah, did you did you go out yesterday? Did you have fun in the sun? I did. I went for a walk. It was great. I saw a dead chipmunk. That was traumatizing. Okay. Okay. Uh, maybe. But other than that, yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um. So yeah, we went over to my parents. He swam in the lake. Speaking of which, he's over here. So if at some point you see him moving, I don't know. Can you see him? I. Can't. Oh, he's on the ground, knocked out. But um, if you end up seeing him move around, it's not a ghost, Lily, so don't scare me again. Um, it's just <laughs> Loki walking around, probably going back upstairs. I still upstairs. feel so... I feel like such a dumbass about that. <laughs> my... I, I still feel my heart and my vagina every once in a while when I think about that experience. <laughs> but, oh, so you were in your mom and Faith were in my dream last night. Ooh, really? Tell me everything. So, it's a fucking weird dream, but... I had a dream that I was invited by a actor that I watch on a TV show, but he wasn't the actor. Like he was under a different name um, to be a part of a heist in Shoprite. And all I had to do was <laughs> just show up and like do whatever they said, and then I'd get money. But like there would be no way of connecting me to the crime, so like it would just be easy money. So in my head, I'm like, okay, sure. So I go to Shoprite. And all of a sudden, like, obviously they have their guns and, like, shooting in the ceiling. And they're like, all right, everyone down, this and that. Like, we're wanting all the money, blah, 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 blah. So I'm just sitting there like, okay. Like, and then they're like, you, get over here. And they're pointing at me. And I'm like, damn, this looks looks really real. Like, I maybe, like, they just set me up and they're just going to kill me. And then, like, he, like, whispered in my ear. He's like, nah, you're good. You're good. Just, like, follow along. You're good. You know we're not going to hurt you. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm a part of a heist. So then... Um, they ended up taking a picture of me and I guess like they were pretending to use me for like ransom to get more money or whatever. Then they let me go and I'm like walking around the store and then like on the opposite side of the store by like the baked goods, like the cookies and cupcakes and stuff. I saw your mom and she was like, Rebecca, how are you? And she like had her like happy like voice on. And then I saw you and then like I gave you a big hug and you're like, oh my God, like I haven't actually seen you in so long. Like it's been like two months. And I was like, I know. And like you guys like are completely oblivious to the fact there's a heist on the opposite side of the shop, right? And then like we all group hug and then you were like, oh, so we're just going to forget about Faith here? And I was like, what? And then I look at your feet, and Faith's just, like, laying on the floor of the store. Like, just happy as, <laughs> as hell. As she would be. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, it's my first time meeting you, Faithy. Oh, my God. And I start petting her up, and then I left. <laughs> and then, like, I go home, and then, like, there's, like, a letter in the mail saying, like, asking for me to come to the station to answer questions. And it said my name, and then it was, like, victim slash suspect to the question mark and then it was like possible suspect because she was shopping by herself and she um and like she just didn't seem to fit in and like 
um, she was just acting suspicious. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get caught for this heist. Oh my God, my life's over. What am I going to do? And then I woke up like literally sweating. Oh my god. That's a fucking great that's an acid trip right there. And it's a vivid fucking dream. Like I remember this from last night. And it ended up being one of those things where like I woke up from my dream and I was like, okay, thank God that was a dream. But I was still in my dream. So then I realized that mm-hmm. like in my dream that wasn't a dream. And then I actually woke up like in current time and then I realized all of that was a dream. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. Well that's our first spooky story story of the day yeah and actually i have the funniest story which is the last story i'm gonna read to you because it's just so fucking out there but i had to make it one of my encounter stories so we'll leave that for the end but uh if you want to get started with yours i'm i'm excited okay this is called knocking slash voices all right okay so let me start off by saying that i'm a believer but my boyfriend isn't we moved into our new place around the end of February of this year. These apartments have been renovated, but have been around for a good long time. I was one. I was the one that started hearing, like someone was trying to get into the apartment or knocking from time to time. Time. I would ask my boyfriend if he was trying to get in, but his responses would be, "I just left work," or "I'm pulling into the parking spot." I would sometimes go check and open the door, but no one was ever there. Recently, he has been experiencing the most. He was asleep on the couch with my dog when he says he heard someone trying to open the front door, so he called me, but I was still at work. He said my dog heard it too because he started growling at the door. The other time, I was asleep in the bed, and he was in the bathroom that's in our bedroom, and he had the door open slightly as to not have the bathroom light hitting my face. He says he heard tapping on the floor, which is something I do to him sometimes to mess around with him. So he says he opened the door and saw me dead asleep, which I was, which I was, and I wouldn't have been able to get back in bed and look as and look asleep that quickly. Anyway, sorry, my nose is so stuffy. <laughs> Allergies. He, oh my god, I know. Um, he said he said he heard it again after closing the door, and he opened it again, and there was nothing there. Now this one is the one where I'm creeped out the most. He is very hard of hearing, and yet, and yes, the doctors have told him that he has to wear hearing aids, but he doesn't. This morning, he texted me, asking me if I called his name last night three times, because he swears he heard a woman's voice saying his name. I was dead asleep, and I didn't wake up until around 6.40 a.m., and I never bugged him while he was sleeping. I asked if he turned to at least look to see if I was dreaming, and he said he opened his eyes, but I was asleep. I am thinking about doing sage in the apartment tonight, because... Because if he could hear his name, that means it was either loud enough that it was right next to him. Um, it was either loud enough or it was right next to him. Him. It's it's starting to scare me a bit now. Ooh. The end. Ah, and the fact that he has hearing disabilities and he was able to hear it three times so vividly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Mm. It just seems like something that's just fucking with them, especially that guy. Just, I don't know why, but may, or maybe it's like a doppelganger situation. How so? Well, in the sense, oh, like like it's her doppelganger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's like because he, he's saying he's hearing a woman's voice, so maybe he doesn't recognize it, but maybe it actually does sound like her. But he doesn't like he didn't put two and two together, and then the fact okay. that like he's knocking. Kind of the same way that she does to kind of mess with him, but it's not actually her. 
So it's like the spirit's kind of mimicking what she does to kind of act like her, even though it's not her. Okay, I could see that. You get what I'm saying? Whatever's going on is paranormal and no good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like stuff like Boogie, that. Especially when you think of like someone that's hearing impaired and they're able to hear their name three vivid times. Like that means that the spirit had to be like up here on them. You know what I mean? Like so close. Yeah. That, uh, too close for comfort. Too close for comfort. Okay. So, <laughs> Especially in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. It's the last thing I want to wake up to. Okay. So my next story is going to be titled A Strange Girl in Japan. It happened in August 2019 while I was visiting my cousin and friends in Yokohama. I was 19 at that time. I was on my way back from my friend's apartment to my cousin's place where I was staying. It was close enough so I, I was decided to walk despite it already being dark and late. I was close to Yokohama Harbor walking on the path right near next to the water. In the distance, I noticed a figure standing next to the railing staring at the sea. There was nobody else around. I got a strange feeling from them, but I had to pass them. The figure didn't move. The figure didn't move when I got close. For some reason, I stopped to look at them when I was right behind. The person was wearing a black trench coat, reaching past their knees, and had their hands tucked in their pockets. While I was staring at them, they turned around to look at me. The street lamps provided good light, and I was standing close enough to make out their features. It was a girl, clearly foreign, and the first thing I noticed was how absolutely beautiful she was. Rather tall, maybe around five foot eight, dressed in modern, entirely black clothes with dark, wavy hair reaching her shoulders. She was young, couldn't be older than 18, maybe younger. My gaze lingered on her eyes, and a chill went down my spine. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. They were light, but completely empty. It looked like... It was like looking into a void. She stared at me. Her expression was blank. It didn't change since she turned to me, but I had a feeling she was waiting for me to do or say something. I tried, but I couldn't find the words. I was frozen in place. We stared at each other for a while until at one moment I blinked and she disappeared. There was nowhere she could have gone, just vanished into thin air. Scared, I hurried to my cousin's apartment. When he saw me, he pointed out that I looked white as a sheet, but hearing my story, he laughed that I hallucinated a hot girl. I researched a Japanese urban legend. Out of- <laughs> He's like, bro, you need to get some because you just imagined a hot girl. Um, I researched Japanese <laughs> urban legends out of curiosity, but I couldn't find anything about a young girl wearing a trench coat. She didn't even look like a ghost. It was like looking at a normal human being. A few days later, while my cousin and I were on our way back to his apartment, something on the other side of the street caught my eye. I looked, and in the shadow of a back alley, leaning against a wall, was the same girl, still dressed in black, wearing a coat. She was clearly looking at me. Her expression was the same as then, blank, maybe a little bored. I shook my cousin's shoulder and told him to look, but when we did, she was already gone, just vanished again. For the rest of my stay, I had a feeling someone was watching me whenever I went outside, and sometimes I could see the black coat in the crowd. It could have just been my paranoia, but I was seriously afraid. When I came back home, the feeling stopped and nothing weird happened again. Does anyone have any ideas of what could have been? Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think this person has a gift or like a spiritual connection to this spooky poopy uh girl. Yeah, because it's weird that he doesn't have any of these experiences when he goes home. So I have a mm-hmm. feeling like he experienced some sort of like shapeshifter. Ooh, interesting. A dark energy that was able to shapeshift into a, a girl that maybe would be able to easily lure him in. You know, what if he got closer mm-hmm. to her? What would have happened? So Definitely more enticing than, like, the hat man or a demogorgon or something. 
Yeah, she seems to be the hot the hot hat girl. That's what <laughs> she's hat yeah. The hat man's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Taking on her father's business. <laughs> All right, Lily, what's your next story? My next story is called My Old House is Haunted with a question mark. Okay. All right. I've never talked about this story as I am still somewhat young, 17, but I am convinced that my old house is haunted. As a small backstory, the neighborhood my family and I used to live in was in a new development, no older than 15 years, so I didn't think anything could be haunted or paranormal because it was generally new. We moved in when I was around six and moved out when I was 15. I never noticed anything as a small kid that I remember, but I had a small Barbie alarm clock at my nightstand that would always get stuck at the same time every night. My dad was convinced that I would mess with it, but I told him that I never touched it. Anyways, a couple of years pass, and I, and I start to notice weird things. I believe I am around 11 or 12 at this time. I am and always have been a generally clean person, so I don't like leaving stacks of things around or hanging coats on doors. One night, I wake up because I was freezing, and I look over, and I see a shadow figure lingering in the corner by the window. I try to turn over towards my closet, facing the other side of the room, and go back to sleep, but I feel extremely uneasy, as if something was watching and getting closer to me. I quickly pull the blanket over my head, as any scared child would do. Fast forward around a year later, nothing creepy has happened since, since and everything seems to be fine. I was now 13. I told my parents about that night because I somehow remembered the incident and brought it up. My mom said to stop talking about it because it scared her. <laughs> and my dad said it was just uh, it was just my creative imagination and my brother laughed. After that, we all went upstairs and got ready for bed and eventually fell asleep, except for me. Something was keeping me up, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I start to hear a light banging throughout the walls. I tried to tell myself it was just wind, but the minute I realized it was a hot and still night, my heart sank. I realized exactly what was happening. It started to get more and more aggressive. I look at the time, and it was somewhere around 3.20ish. I put my head down and try to fall asleep. I asked my parents and brother the next day if they heard anything strange that night, and they said no, they no, they didn't. Still to this day, I never knew what it was or how to, con or how to contact it. I haven't had any paranormal or scary counters since, probably because we moved. But every every now and then, I drive by just out of curiosity, and I get a feeling every time where I feel sick to my stomach. If you know or have any idea what this could be, please let me know. The end. I think it's connected to the house. It's maybe someone that previously lived there that's trying to connect with this with someone that may be sensitive enough to acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. That's mm -hmm. what I'm, definitely. That's what I'm I think it's definitely something connected to the house. I don't know if it seems, it doesn't seem particularly like it like wants this person's soul or anything. Yeah. But there's something there. Definitely. Definitely. There's definitely a message trying to be sent across to this person. But um, mm -hmm. a little too late to figure that out now, I guess, since he doesn't live there anymore. Or she. I'm not sure. The world may never know. Ooh. Okay. My next story is titled, I Saw Something in My Hospital Room. So I'm a week out of the hospital after spending two weeks in there with COVID-19 and pneumonia. I have a lot of serious health issues and barely survived my stay, but at the end of my stay, I was woken up at about 4 a.m. by the nurse coming in to give me more antibiotics and change my fluid drip. 
She left to get a new tube for the drip, and while she did that, I rolled over in my bed and saw an elderly man standing at the end of my bed with his hand on at the bit at the bottom, and he was looking out at the window. Initially, I thought it was one of the elderly gentlemen's on the same ward wandering, wandering into my room again. It happened a couple times, so as they all had dementia or delirium, so I spoke to him and asked him if he was all right, but he didn't respond, so... I buzzed for the nurse, she came back in a rush, and the man vanished before my eyes, and I believe before the nurses, too, as she stopped and stared for a moment before shaking her head and continuing on. I tried asking if... Really? I don't remember this one. I don't remember this one, but pretty much they tried asking about it, but she kept telling me I must have been dreaming, but every time she came back into my room, she looked at the spot where he had been. So I'm not actually saw what I'm not actually sure what I saw that night, and I didn't recognize the man at all. And that's the story. Huh? Yeah, it sounds familiar, but I could be confusing it with another. We've it's so funny though because like we've said, there's been so many that are so similar. We've done over 400 stories at this point. This was this was a couple days ago that this was. Um, posted but we have experienced a lot of people when they're in hospitals first of all there's a lot of history behind hospitals in general um a lot of deaths a lot of tragic deaths where people die suddenly or um you know they died and they didn't really fulfill what they believe was their purpose so they're here trying to Mm -hmm. fulfill their purpose um before they move on Um, And then, you know, especially now with, like, the COVID-19 and stuff, it's a really scary time in in this world, and especially in hospitals right now. I mean, I am so more cautious of what I do because even if you cut yourself and you need stitches, I don't want to go to the hospital and get stitches done. Are you kidding me? I'd be like, all right. Like, I don't want to be anywhere near a hospital right now. So um, I can only imagine, like, how – like, what type of dark energy or just energy in general is in the hospitals right now. And, um, yeah, just, I mean, it could have been, that person could have been someone that died during this pandemic. It could have been someone that died in that room. You never know. So, um, and I could, it's interesting. I would love to hear some more stories of like nurse encounters of like nurses seeing the same ghosts over and over again. That could be a good one. But it always seems that like when people are just about to pass away, which seems to be like this person that was practically on their deathbed during this day, he was seeing people that weren't actually there. And it could either be a hallucination or, you know, people do believe that right before you die, you do see people from the other side. So... Yeah. Yeah. I just saw that story and I thought it was interesting, especially because it's really relevant. I think it was just a hallucination because the nurse seems to have seen it too, even though she didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's probably trying to deny it because she didn't want to freak out her patients. Yeah. Nurses are awesome. They put so much on the line. They see things and they don't want to freak Shout out people. Shout out to nurses and doctors. You guys are awesome. Especially, I mean, especially kudos to you during this time. I can't even imagine working in those conditions. God, they must be so exhausted. Oh, I can't even imagine. <sighs> but, all right. Um, all right. What's your next story? My next story is called, What Could It Have Been? Shapeshifter? Okay. Okay. So it suggested I post this here and not on Creepy Encounter. Apologies if it's the wrong subreddit, though. I'm new. Backstory. I lived in Arizona at the time. Chandler, to be exact. Fact. And my friend lived in Mar- Maricopa. Marisopa. Uh, quite a bit of desert to drive between the two. A good 45 minutes of non-lit ha- highway through the red. Anywho, 
my car's alignment was horrible and the steering wheel was shook. I had to pay really close attention to the road to keep the car straight. So I got off work and I'm heading out to Maricopa to my friend's house, something I did two to three times a week. No biggie. It's 11 something because I worked two to 11. So I knew it was, was a bit after 11. I'm driving and gripping the steering wheel uh, nice and tight. So I go straight and my headlights are illuminating the street a little and into the dirt on, on each side of the road. No cars coming at me and no cars behind me. I'm trucking along, nothing weird, same old, same old. And up ahead, about half a mile, I see what I think is a javelina or a large dog. Common. Whatever. I slowed down a bit. I didn't want to hit it at 75 miles per hour <laughs> if it decided to dart into the road. As I get a little closer, I realize it's not either of those things. What the heck is it? I slow down more. I'm approaching this thing slow, slow. As I come up on it, I still can't tell. As I come up on it, I still can't really tell what it is. It's a big black creature. At first, it looked like a large dog, but then it was bigger and it started to stand on two legs. It was a figure that continued to change shape as it stood and turned. It was a dog. It was a pig. It was a deer. It was a sheep. It was all the things. Wow. I couldn't decide. <laughs> I couldn't distinguish one from the other. It was horrible. I sped up. F this, whatever it is. is. It's not getting me. I've had too many experiences to not nope the fuck out of there. <laughs> as I closed in on this thing and my lights fully illuminated as it runs across the road, it changes shape. It is no longer black shadowy, but flesh colored with long arms that bend weird weird at the elbow and wrist. It has no face and is literally eight feet tall. And and it hits the other side of the road on all fours and vanishes into the shadows. I mean, maybe they can go invisible because I passed that spot and there was nothing in the field to the left. Nothing. I sped to my friend's house. I tried to explain it to her. And before I could, she says she sees that shadow thing on the road there all the time. WTF. Girl, I'm not coming out here anymore. What do you mean you see this all the time? Yep, she would just drive through, and when she saw it, she'd start repeating the Lord's Prayer over and over and never stop. She said it never bothered her, but it always just stayed on the side of the road as a shadow. She didn't have any idea what I meant when I said it changed shape. I always drove out during the day after that. That's a nope from me. What did I see? Oh, God. So, wait, so... Was it when she was seeing things that kind of looked like a deer or a rabbit, like whatever, like was it changing into what looked like those animals or it just was like a shadow? Like, I think it was just a shadow and she couldn't figure out what oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. That's fucking like it weird. looked a little bit like it was a deer and then it looked a little bit like it could have been a javelina. And then it, you know, and I've seen a javelina. Javelinas are scary, but what are they? Nothing like this. Huh? What are they? It's like, it's like a. They look like a boar, kind of. Oh. Huh. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're scary looking just because there's something, maybe just because I'm from New Jersey and I, you know, we don't have Havilina Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. So I'd be like, oh, shit, oh, oh. you know, like I was scared too, but it, it was not eight feet tall with elbows and wrists and yeah. all black and... No, because when you were describing it, it kind of reminded me of the story I believe we did yesterday where it was the, the guy that he visited his family in Mexico and he was seeing the thing in his room was like eight feet tall and like it kept shifting different types of animal heads. It reminded me of that. Ew. So I don't know, maybe that's yeah, something yeah, she yeah, saw? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know. Ooh. 
It's just one of those well, weird cryptids. Maybe a shapeshifter. Yeah, just some weird something from the other side that had found a portal and made its way into our into our world. But um okay, my okay. next story is titled Saw a figure standing in the ocean at nighttime and now looking for answers. I saw something bizarre in the water at night. I live right on the beach in southwest Florida, a few buildings down from a friend's house. I went to the friend's house around 5 for dinner and left for 8:30. This happens often and I usually walk back on the beach to my place at night. Only tonight I saw something that scared the hell out of me. I was about 3 quarters of the way back and was almost in front of my building when I looked out into the water. Now, it's a bit past twilight, so the ocean was pretty dark, and there's a few bluish-pink clouds on the horizon. About 20 yards out, I saw a figure in the water just standing. You could see water breaking around it. I could only see silhouette, but it was tall. I see dolphins all the time and manatees, etc., but this thing was just standing there, and it was large, a bit wider than the average human. I looked away and looked back, and it was still there. You can barely make it out because of the lighting, the lighting but it was definitely there. I looked around on the beach. There was no one in sight, no towels on the beach, no sandals, flip-flops, and I was instantly freaked out. No one goes swimming this late, especially right in front of my building. I was on the phone at the time describing what I was seeing, and I just backed up staring at it till I got to my building. After I got inside, I went up to the fifth floor where I live and stared out at the ocean where I saw it first but couldn't see anything at this point since it was getting pretty dark. I don't know what the fuck this thing was, but it definitely was not a person and it scared the shit out of me. Mind you, I swim in the ocean every day and up to this point have had zero fear of the ocean and was not and was not intoxicated whatsoever. Has anyone else seen any weird phenomenon in the ocean at night like this? Ooh. So originally, as soon I as I... think it was King Triton from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I was going to say it was a fucking mermaid. Okay, so um, I thought it was a mermaid. So, like, what do you think you saw? Or what do you think I, he saw? I am a firm believer that this was King Trident from <laughs> The Little Mermaid. Because he said it was a little bigger, right? Than yeah. Than person. And, like, King Trident was pretty huge. So, I think either that or... But, no. It, seriously, I do think that it was a mermaid. I, I mean, we've heard crazier. So, and I did read that story a while back with, I think it was Ashlyn. Um, where they had the, the the mermaid experience. So hey, big guy, let's take a dig. <laughs> He's like, I don't think she wants a fat middle aged Mary man. So <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um. So yeah, that was my story, Lily. What's your next story? My next story is called "An Attic Conversation That Let Out Spirits." Okay. Here's my story. I have an attic in my house that, and ever since I was young, I hated going up there. It was dark as there was no light, and it was always absolutely freezing. It had a really bad energy, and my anxiety would skyrocket whenever I had to go up there with my dad. It felt like someone had set a timer, and time was running out, if that makes sense. Like, I had to get out of there ASAP, or something would happen. In 2016, my parents decided to convert the attic and make it their bedroom. After this happened, I noticed a lot of unexplainable things happening. And then there's a few instances here. Instance one. One day I was off from school and I was home alone and I was lying on my show, on my bed, watching, sorry, watching, I was lying on my bed watching Jeremy Kyle's show clips with both my cats on the bed with me. Then I heard what sounded like someone walking down the stairs from the attic. It's a very distinct sound and I knew it was the stairs creaking as they were new and didn't creak. 
I paused the video and listened. I didn't hear anything, so I continued to watch now, a little on edge. Two minutes later, I heard the footsteps again. My cat's ears perked up, and both of them were staring at my door. Peanut, my cat, started hissing and meowing and went to the end of the bed and hid. At this point, I was tearing up. I somehow managed to get out of bed and pull the drawers in front of my door. I sat in front of the door and called my dad sobbing. I explained to him what was happening, and he said, get out of my room and go look. Fuck no. I begged him to call my neighbors to come in and get me. It was only after I called my dad five times, because he kept hanging up on me, that he called my neighbors. When my neighbors came in, they have a key, I flew down the stairs, sobbing and shaking. My neighbor checked the house, but no one was there. I didn't feel safe staying home for weeks after this. Instance two. My best friend and I would hang out after school at my house most days, and whenever we did, we would always hear noises from upstairs. One time in particular, we were in the kitchen making noodles when we heard banging upstairs. I assumed it was my cat and didn't think much of it. My friend then shushed me and told me to listen. From upstairs, I could hear the sound of someone opening and closing a chest of drawers and slamming my wardrobe doors. Now my cats, now my cats are loud, but how the fuck does a cat open a drawer? <laughs> it was a very distinct sound, and we ended up waiting in my back garden holding a paint scraper and knife until my dad came home. In instance three. This is by far one of the scariest ones. My dad, sister, and me were all up. We're, we're all at home. My dad called up the stairs to me and said he was going to the shops. Once he left, I went downstairs to grab some food. I asked my sister if she wanted anything to eat, and she said yes. She was in the front kit. She was in the front room, so I was talking to her from the kitchen. My dad knocked on the door and yelled at her to get it. She didn't. I went to get the door, giving out, uh, giving out to her for being lazy. When I opened the door, in came my dad. And my sister. Ooh, that's weird. After months of noises banging, after months of noises banging and hearing people talking and walking around, I was when I was home alone, I was sick of it. I felt anxious to be in my own home, and I had other things to worry about. So one day I decided to try to talk to whatever it was in my house. I didn't use a Ouija board. I just sat on my stairs and had a chat, I guess. I told them that I respect that they were in this house before I was and that they were scaring me and stressing me out. I asked if they would be able to leave or at least stop scaring me. After this, I've never had anything happen in my house. No banging or noises. I think that it was the spirits of the previous owners, a nice elderly couple who sadly died in the house of natural causes. These stories weren't really that scary, but it's, and it was kind of long, but I just thought I'd share. Oh, those are some good encounter stories. I think this the, is like a classic encounter story. Sorry, yeah. what were you saying? No, I just think the weirdest part is like when you know that you're alone, but you don't. But you also know that you're not alone. Yeah, like that feeling that there's energy there, as if there's a brother or sister there, but you know that your brother and sister isn't there, and there shouldn't be anyone in the house except you. That is horrifying. <laughs> I hate that feeling. I had that feeling a couple times in uh, Maywood and Mm -hmm. um, like in my original hometown. And it just. mm, Yeah, I used to get that feeling in the basement of my old house. There was this one section of, well, you've been in the basement in my old house. Yeah. You know how how there was like we had like that living area and like the band room and everything. Uh It was really nice and finished. There was this one back corner by where the bathroom was. Okay. Where my uh, 
grandpa had set up a workshop for when he would come and, you know, like fix little things in the house or whatever. And that place scared the shit out. And looking, looking back, like there was nothing there. It was probably all in my head, but still I would get this feeling. My heart would start pounding, feeling like I wasn't alone. Yeah. Ugh. That's the worst. The worst. Yeah. Okay. So my next story is titled, what are you watching? Many years ago, my family went to buy groceries, and I could not be bothered to come with, so I stayed at home. Decided to watch some TV. I don't remember what program it was, but I was totally invested in it. I heard the sofa creak behind me as someone sat down and asked, What are you watching? I answered, This is really good, said the voice from the sofa. I turned around and said, Right? This is really great. But the sofa was empty, and I just remembered that I was home alone. (laughs) I felt a chill running down my spine. I ran out of the room and panicked for a bit. Then I searched the house, and I was the only one there. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, could you imagine you're by yourself, but, like, you're getting really into the show, so, like, you're not really aware of your surroundings, and someone's like, this show is really good, and you're like, yeah, right? Like, I'm like, and then you're (laughs) (laughs) That would totally happen to me. Yeah, that's some dumb shit I would do. (laughs) All right, Lily. So what's your last story? Okay, my last story is called, I think my house may be occupied by a person who is no longer here. Ooh, okay. And it's kind of longer, so start rapping. So to give a little backstory, at the time, my wife and I were just dating, and we were moving out of a small apartment and decided to go ahead and buy a house instead of paying three to $400 more a month for rent than we would with a mortgage. So we finally find the house that is perfect for us. Nothing fancy, but also fairly newer, maybe 20 years old or so. We do all of the paperwork, and bam, we're homeowners. One of my biggest things I told the real estate agent is that I don't want to live in a house where someone has committed suicide. I'm fine with someone having died there but suicide is just a whole level of different level of nope for me (laughs) about three weeks after we move in our new neighbor comes over and tells us that she had a key to the house from the previous owners to dispel any thoughts no this isn't about creepy neighbors we hit the jackpot with our neighbors she gives me the key and i introduce myself and my wife was in the shower my neighbor who we'll call c then says it's a shame what happened to anna it just breaks my heart and my mind immediately goes into what-the-fuck mode. I ask her what she means, and she looks surprised and says, oh, no, they didn't tell you? I asked her politely to please tell me that no one has committed suicide in this house. Well, she didn't, thank Odin. She did, however, pass away after complications during childbirth. This was news to both my wife and I, who I told later about this. Sorry for the length of that backstory, but here's the weird part. My wife and I have lived in this house since 2013, so this November will make seven years. One day we were sitting on the couch watching TV. The way our living room is set up, the couch faces the fireplace naturally and is backed up to a wall that uh, and is backed up to a wall. On the other side of this wall is our stairs. Past those is the breakfast nook and then the kitchen. From the living room, you can see all the way through to the end of the kitchen where there are cabinet where there are cabinets. As we are sitting there watching TV, all of the pans in the cabinet fall to the floor. I am I always have my pistol with me, even in my house. But in I put my hand on my pistol and looked at my wife, who in turn was looking at me with a terrified look on her face. Now we chose this house not only for the house, but also because it was in a neighborhood where about every other house with a Raleigh police officer, sheriff's deputy, or prior service in the military. With that, neither of us doubted the safety of our neighborhood. 
Before I get up, I turn my head to look through the stair rails into the kitchen. From my angle, I couldn't see the floor. I told my wife to stay there, and I got up to go look. Before I ever even left the living room, I asked my wife if she, if she for certain heard the pots fall out of the cabinet. She responded, yes, why? I told her to get up and come look. We both just stood there for about 30 seconds staring into the kitchen where there wasn't a single pot or pan on the floor. I just felt chills go down my spine like they are now just typing this. And I took a deep breath and walked into the kitchen thinking that maybe they had all rolled or scooted behind the corner that leads to the downstairs bathroom. When I got in there, literally nothing was out of place or anything was on the floor that shouldn't be. Since this incident, we have both heard it four times together, and I've heard it once when I was alone, and she's heard it twice while she's been at home alone. I'm in the military, I'm military, so I'm gone a lot with deployments or work. There are other things that have happened in our house that I will list later, but this is the one that creeps me out the second most. Now, we both just ask Anna to pick them up, please, and respect her being in our home. But there's also a male in our house, and I only know this because I've heard him talking when I was home alone. If you guys would like to read about some of the other things that have happened in our house, just let me know, and I promise I'll make sure they're shorter than this one. The end. Ooh. So I hope there's more coming. I know. Me too. I'm, like, hooked on—they need to, like, do, like, a whole, like, um— like on Discovery Channel, how they have like a haunting. They need to be on one of those shows where they talk about this experience because it seems like it's just, there's a lot going on in that house, a lot of dark history or something. I yes, mean, absolutely. I don't, I mean, do you think that it's malicious though, or do you think that it's just they're trying to make their presence known? Um, my guess is that it's probably just uh, the ghost of. Uh, whoever trying to make their presence known. Mm-hmm. I think that if it was malicious, the pots and pans would have been thrown like at them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? So right. it's just it's just a not ideal situation for anyone to be in, especially new homeowners when you put so much of your money into into a house and you plan on living there for your whole life, ideally, and you're battling, you know, your roommates that are not voluntary roommates. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully there's nothing too, too, too much crazier going on in that aspect. Okay, so my next story, um, I actually found it this morning, and I literally had, I, it popped up in one of my emails, and I had to read the title several times, and then I was like, all right, like, I need to do this story, like, ASAP, because this is so funny. So this is from The Sun. Um, it's like a UK sort of like tabloid sort of um, magazine. So it's just more of like a funny story than anything else. But um, it's OK. Let me look up the exact title of the article because I'm going to be reading from that. It's called <laughs> The Ghost of a Masturbating Ape Haunts the Hallways of a Grand Country Estate in Dorset. Yes, this is why I had to read this title several times and read it for you verbatim, because that is exactly what it is. So, pretty much, the ghost of a randy monkey haunts the halls of a grand English country estate where romantic spook hunters flock to tie the knot. 
So titillated tourists can often hear the saucy specter of laughing while masturbating in in Anthelhampton Hall in Dorset near Dorchester. And the spooky venue even has soul-searched couples clamoring to have their weddings held here in the hope of having the pervy primate appear in the background of their pictures. The, the, lovable, the lovable apes afterlife antics have helped the hall to be named as one of the most haunted houses in England after being listed on We Buy Any Homes list of the nine most ghostly properties. The 15th century home was originally built by the Martin family, whose crest featured an excited monkey sitting on a, on a tree stump. The estate's motto was, he who looks at Martin's ape, Martin's ape will look at him. And ever since, the horny ghost of Martin's monkey has haunted the sprawling country pile, making it a go-to destination for curious phantom fanatics. One tourist, dad of three, John Morrison, age 41 from Derby, who took his entire family to the estate, spoke excitedly about the spanking spook. (laughs) The spanking... (laughs) He said, we heard that Martin the monkey who haunts the house loves to scratch his privates while swinging around. We didn't see him, which is a shame because it would have been a real sight. Apparently, he's not terrifying, quite friendly is what we heard. And according to the local legend, the unconventional Martin family did have a pet ape, which was free to wander the halls. And when one of the Martin daughters had an unhappy love affair and decided to kill herself, the compassionate monkey began following her around. When she climbed a set of hidden stairs to a secret room, the ape trailed behind and watched as she took her own life with the door bolted. Oh, my God. By the time the family searched the house and grounds eventually located the room, the ape had starved to death next to her body. Oh. Now, its ghost haunts the hall, often scratching at the paneling of the secret room and staircase in in an eternal, frantic attempt to escape. But the monkey is not alone. The house is reputed to have six other ghosts, all human. Anthelhampton has long been known as a haunted spot and featured on TV's Most Haunted in 2002. There has been a structure on the site since Saxon times. Andrea Cook, who has lived at the house with her family for more than 20 years, said she has witnessed all sorts of odd and inexplicable things. But while many people have a rational explanation, she said, they are always some which do not. The most recent was a dark hooded figure which rushed at one of our cleaners. On the first sighting, she assumed she had imagined it, but 10 minutes later, it came towards her again, up the old servant staircase, and hurried past her into a bathroom. She was terribly excited about it, having never witnessed such a thing. What this was makes no sense at all. It is a figure our youngest son has seen on a couple of occasions, but the cleaner was unaware of it at this time. Despite all of this, it's an amazing place to live. It is a beautiful home. We are happy here, and generally it is a lovely atmosphere in spite of the stories. But on the odd occasion when something occurs, and I must stress, it is only occasional, it reminds you that there are some things which are beyond our understanding. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, if you thought you heard it all, have you ever heard of a masturbating ghost monkey? No? Well, you're welcome. You're welcome, boo, thanks. And that is exactly why I wanted to end on that note. (laughs) That is the best way to end this episode, I think. Now, I kind of want to get married at this estate just to see if maybe the masturbating monkey goes behind my wedding photos. Oh, absolutely. If I'm going to spend upwards of... $10,000 plus on a wedding, the least I should get is at least a monkey jerking itself off in the back of my pictures. And the fact that it's a ghost monkey is just icing on top of the cake. (laughs) So you, oh my God. (laughs) So so quirky. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm so different. Okay. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 46. Thank you, Boo Thang, so much for listening. And Lily, do you have anything to end with? Uh, watch out for masturbating monkeys. Exactly. All right. Ready for the social media? Born ready. All right. Follow us on Instagram at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Reber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Donate group. to our Patreon. <laughs> Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at Just Ghouly Things Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, Boo Things. And we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.